Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. The Holy Gospel, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Linasus ruler of Abilene during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and hear through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, our Lord and our Redeemer. Please be seated. Where is your wilderness? Wilderness, as defined by Webster, is a tract or region uncultivated and uninhabited by human beings an area essentially undisturbed by human activity together with its naturally developed life community. It's also defined as an empty and pathless area or region, a wild or uncultivated state. Vernessa and I live in the country. Many of our families say that we live in the wilderness. My favorite time of day is early in the morning before the sun rises. I take our dog for a walk when the moon and the stars are still shining bright as they were with the golden moon on the day of Thanksgiving. The woods are quiet. I only hear my footsteps on the gravel drive or the crunching of leaves beneath my feet. There may be deer or coyote or wild dogs, or skunk, or raccoon, or an armadillo rustling about, but I usually don't see or hear them, but our dog does. This is the time I feel most at peace. This is my prayer time to open up to God with thanksgiving for the blessings in my life, to ask for healing of those in need, and to give thanks for the lives of those who are making a difference in God's kingdom. Where is your wilderness? In a few moments, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment and go to that place. Or is the wilderness within us? Is it a special place of peace and serenity, undisturbed by others or the busyness of life around us? Is it a scary place that you don't want to go? because of fear or anxiety or something else? Is it an uncultivated area of your mind? 
please close your eyes and go to that place of wilderness. Be at peace there. From the 23rd Psalm, we know that the Lord is our shepherd and he leads us through the wilderness. We are to fear no evil, for he is with us and comforts us. Today is the second Sunday of Advent. As I was preparing, I realized that I preached for the very first time one year ago here today at Christ Church. Last year, the gospel was from Mark. I was nervous and I was scared as I stood before you. But as a faith community, you were with me. You made my wilderness a peace a place of peace and comfort. John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, was older than Jesus. John chose to live in the wilderness, and his life was spent dedicated to proclaiming the coming of Jesus. John the Baptist was a special herald of Christ. His preaching in the wilderness paved the way for the ministry of Jesus. In those times, Jesus was a much higher rank than John. John's ministry was to prepare the people for Christ and to lead them to Christ. John himself was always very clear about this, that Jesus was the Lord. It is evident that there was in John's time a religious or spiritual wilderness also. The people were in confusion, much as they are today. All of us who preach the gospel of Christ are voices crying in the wilderness, preaching the word in season and out of season. John preached with great spirit and power despite all that was against him. You remember he lost his head but never lost his heart. That is what Advent is all about, never losing heart, preparing for the celebration of the coming of Christ. Now, we all know the Christmas story and the Easter story and all that is in between as we've heard it over and over. But let's go back to about 33 B.C., the Israelites and the world did not know the story other than the prediction in the Old Testament of the coming of the Messiah. When Zechariah, father of John, was in the temple, an angel spoke to him. The angel told Zechariah that his son would have four characteristics. He would be great in the sight of God. He would drink no wine and thus live an ascetic life as a Nazarene, setting him apart from ordinary people. He would be filled with the Spirit from his conception. And fourth, he would prepare for the Messiah and thus be a catalyst between Israel and God. 
John's life was dedicated to proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, all in the preparation for the coming of Jesus. As Father Everett spoke last week, how are we preparing for the celebration of the coming of Jesus? Are we going into the wilderness, either internally or externally, and proclaiming the good news of Jesus? John the Baptist's preaching turned many sinners to righteousness and made a people prepared for the Lord. He prepared the people for Christ's first coming. It is our job to prepare the world for Christ's second coming. As we prepare food for the poor and the homeless, as we provide a Christmas for those children who are at New Hope, as we take communion to those who are not able to come to church, as we visit the sick in their homes and hospitals, as we celebrate the birth of new children, and as we declare our rededication to Christ at each baptism, we are preparing for the work that God has given us to do in the name of Christ. So what does your wilderness look like? With faith, hope, and love, it can be a place of peace, serenity, and kindness. We decorate our wilderness with all that is good and all that is beautiful from the whole creation of God. Now a year later, in my heart and in my mind and in my soul, Christ's church remains and grows as a beacon of hope a community of very special people who love one another and who serve God. As I have said before, our community, our community here is a shining example of what God is calling us to do as Christians. We are who we are by our faith. In my studies this month, I read a paragraph written by Paul Waddell that seemed very appropriate to close this homily. It reads, The primary affirmation Christianity makes about human beings is that we are creatures fashioned from the love of God, who live only from the love of God, and are fulfilled only in the love of God. And to that, the congregation said, Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.